Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, everyone, we are in the book of Revelation today. We'll be looking at chapter 8, verse 1. Up until now, we get this revelation of Jesus Christ to John. On this, uh, He's a political prisoner on the island of Patmos when John sees Jesus. Back in chapter 1, remember, he fell down at his feet like a dead man. And when he sees Jesus in his true glory, not the servant anymore, but now the judge, the king. And this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then, you know, the first thing he did was say, you know, take some messages to my churches. And so Christ is very involved with his churches. Christ knows what his churches are going through. Even like today, he knows what we are going through. So he's telling uh, John, take down things that have uh, been in the past and he's recalling some of his churches of the past, things that are. And he's recalling what's going on in some of his present-day churches. And he's talking about things to come, his future churches. And some of the things that we're going through, he's already um, told John he knows about. And so, very involved with his churches. And so then after this, with just a word, he opens a door a trumpet sounds and John is up in heaven. And we see all of heaven worshiping. And all creation uh, it, uh, representatives of all of creation. These strange four creatures, the lion, the ox, the man, the eagle, they're all kind of attributes of Christ. Christ is a, a, a lion like a king. He's a beast of burden like an ox that, that is there to do work and even sacrifice. And he's like man too. <clears throat> and he's like an eagle in flight. Like he was like man at one point and then he was resurrected uh, as heavenly also. They're just manifestations of Christ, but also um, pictures of all living creatures worshiping. And so we get this picture of constant worship. And then this sacred scroll being brought out to the Lamb. No one on heaven and earth is worthy except the Lamb to open that scroll. And so we begin to see uh, Christ opening the scrolls, uh, uh, opening the scrolls, but he's got to open these seven seals. And so as the first seals are open, 
we have a white horse, a red horse, a black horse, and a pale horse. The white horse being that uh, a symbol of the Antichrist. The red being war. The black being famine. And the pale horse being epidemic disease. And as the sixth seal, we see all kinds of calamity on the earth. Great earthquakes, changes in the sun and the moon and the stars. The mountains are all displaced. And the people, the greatest, the great ones, the generals, the rich, the powerfuls, everyone, slave, down to free. So from the from the most important to the least important, and all of mankind um, knows who Jesus is now. And they're, they say that they're hiding in caves, calling on the mountains to fall on us because to save them from the wrath of the Lamb. So we see a picture of unrepentance in the middle of all this too and then we see these four angels on the four corners of the earth and another angel and these four angels are bringing about the winds of judgment but this this uh, fifth angel says hold back judgment until we get these people sealed and these were 144,000 sealed from the tribe of Israel in other words, God is holding back his judgment until more people can repent. We just saw some of the unrepentance there, people calling out on the mountains to fall down on us. And then we see even more people repenting, a multitude from every nation all around the world. And we see this picture of a great tribulation. These are people who have survived this great tribulation. It's so important that one of the elders came over to John and said, Don't, Do you know who these people are? And John is, is kind of saying, You know who they are. I don't. But, he's, but to be clear, the elder says, These are the ones coming out of this great tribulation. And so we see such uh, an emphasis on faith and such an emphasis on repentance, even even you know before this judgment and so then as we get down to the seventh seal when the lamb here we are now appreciating all that we're in chapter eight and we're only looking at one verse today chapter eight when the lamb opened the seventh seal there was silence in heaven for about half an hour you think to yourself wow after all that's gone on we get silent. What's going on? Well, my study Bible and McGee says too, the only thing, you know, appropriate at this point is reverence. Reverence on all of heaven because Christ is getting ready to open this seventh seal. And you know, what made, what triggered me uh, in Scripture was to go back and look at Psalm 46. You know, Psalm 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. And it's like Psalm 46 is talking like to us too to be still, but it's also what happened in heaven right before the opening of the seventh seal. 
Be still and understand. Be still and know. Because God's will, God will be exalted. And it's exalted because of His ability to save us. And He is with us. It starts off, Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. That describes a lot that we were looking back uh, in Revelation. You know, right before he opens this seventh seal. The whole, even the stars in the sky were disrupted. And when we say down in verse 8, excuse me, verse 6 of Psalm 46, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. You know, with just a word, we see the foundations of the world falling. Verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Okay? And then it says, Shelah. Do you mean, in other words, pause, understand. There was another Shelah earlier back in verse 3. After the Mountains tremble at its swelling. Pause and appreciate this. We have a world in chaos here in chapter 46. Just like our world today. Verse 8, come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. It's like desolation, the great tribulation that we were talking about. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. In other words, the Lord is going to put an end to all of this this fighting and warring and killing and destruction because it's the sin of man that's doing it. You know, all wars are fought with good intentions. We're fighting this war so that we can have peace. We're going to war to conquer this nation because they're a threat to us. And if we conquer them, then we can ensure peace. Oh, okay, sure. Man has all these justifications for war. But man will never bring peace on earth. Only the Lord Jesus will. And for the Lord Jesus to bring on peace on earth, he's got to shut down all man's violence and war. And we get back to verse 10, chapter 46. Be still and know that I am God. That's what he's telling us even today. Be still. That's what happened in chapter 8, verse 1 in Revelation. For about half an hour, all of heaven was silent. Because the Lamb is getting ready to open the seventh seal. And that seventh seal, as we'll study, we'll get into it, is bringing about God's His will 
be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we'll stop here. And as we live our day to day, I pray that for us that we can be still and know that He's God. And that the only response is to be still and appreciate Him so that we can fully exalt Him. We can't exalt Him if we don't appreciate Him. So, we'll stop here, and I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great, and I look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. So, for me to all of you, God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. So, in this chapter, we have the opening of the seven seals. And it introduces the seven angels blowing seven trumpets. So four trumpets that are talked about are in this chapter, chapter 8. So we see that after we had the sealing of the two companies, that's the great company of Gentiles and um, the 144,000 chosen ones of Israel, that was in chapter 7. Now we have the opening of the seals resumed. So... You know, the, we had the little interlude that um, after the opening of six seals. So we have the sevens. And before we get to the seventh, um, there is always that interlude to introduce the new um, information. So this is what happened. We had the interlude before um, the seventh seal was actually introduced. So from chapter four... The book of Revelation looks to the future. It talks of things um, of the future, things that haven't yet passed. So the things that shall be after these things. So after these things, that's after the church is ruptured. And these are the things that will come afterwards. So the seven trumpets will bring us to the full intensity of the great tribulation. The seven seals bring judgment which are the natural results of the activities of sinful man apart from God. So man's rebellion apart from God. And these are the judgments that will come upon man. So the sixth seal brings judgment of nature. And the seven trumpets show that God is actually judging directly and supernaturally a rebellious race. So in the seven seals, we have... Uh, God's judgment as a result of man's willful, willful activity, willful sin, you know, willful rebellion. So in the seven trumpets that we are coming to now, we have the judgment um, that's, which is the direct activity of God. So that's God's judgment, blowing the trumpet on man and, you know, a warning that this is actually happening. And when we get to the seven personalities we have the judgment which is the result of satan's fight against god and he will actually be brought out in the open at that time and in the seven bowls of wrath we have the final judgment of the great tribulation which is the direct activity of god cause of man and Satan's rebellion. So God will actually judge both man and Satan. That's the seven bowls of wrath, the final judgment.
So we're coming to a section where symbols are actually used. So a symbol is a symbol of a fact. It's just not something that's, you know, just disappears in thin air and, you know, we just tend to assume it means this and that, but it's a symbol of, <clears throat> of an actual fact. And we will find that there is a strong similarity between the plagues of Egypt in Moses' day and the trumpet's judgments. So the symbols used are the symbols of reality, of what's coming. So it's okay to actually conclude that if the plagues of Egypt were literal, then so will these um, that are mentioned here in the book of Revelations. If they actually came to pass, they were literal. So were these. So this book is a revelation of Jesus Christ. We shouldn't forget about that fact. It's actually centered and focused on Christ. The spotlight is on Jesus Christ. So it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. And we see him now in a role of a judge. So we saw him in a role of a lamb and a shepherd. Now we see him in the role of a judge because he's coming to judge. And these um, symbols or judgments that are used here, they are... Um, you know, they are a furniture, they are, um, they're just not, they have, they're factual uh, with an explanation to it. Um, so they are a symbol of a fact and they have an explanation attached to it. So revelation cannot, uh, the book of revelation, actually, it cannot be interpreted by itself. You know, as Peter had actually said, knowing this first, no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. So the book of Revelation cannot be interpreted by itself. So this is why we have 65 books back of the book of Revelation. Um, and the symbols stand for a reality. They just cannot be brushed off into thin air. Or actually explained away. So, the book of Revelations, we cannot just pick out one particular verse, one particular um, chapter, and you know try to explain it away. Um, you know, it's a combination. We should have gone through um, all the other sixty-five books, and as Doctor Jeeva McGee put it, this is more of like a union station where everything gets to meet. So now, verse 1 of our teaching today reads, When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. So, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. So this passage is of um, great and grave seriousness. So the Lord Jesus Christ is still in command. It's showing us that he is still in command. And he opens the seventh seal and seven trumpets are actually introduced and Christ directs the action that's taking place. Revelation presents Christ in his glory as the judge of the earth. So Christ is the lamb, but we shall also see him as the lamb of wrath. He died for us on that cross and he's calling out a people to his name. So God is reluctant to judge for he shows for he actually is slow to anger and judgment is a strange work 
So if we look at Isaiah 28, verse 21, it reads, For the Lord will rise up as at Mount Perazim. He will be angry as he in the valley of Gibeon, that he may do his work, his awesome work, and bring to pass his act, his unusual act. So judgment is a strange work to God. So he will bring to pass his unusual act, his unusual work. So this silence that we've just read about in verse 1 of chapter 8 marks the transition from grace to judgment. So he's waiting if we haven't actually yet come to him. He's knocking at the doors of our hearts. He moved heaven and earth to come and to knock um, at the doors of our hearts. So he is waiting even in you know, this period of great tribulation. If we haven't come to him yet, the Lord is very gracious. He is full of grace and his love endures forever. So this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.